0: So today we are reading in Matthew chapter 26, verse 69 is where we're going to begin. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came to him and said, you also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before all of them saying, I do not know what you are talking about. When he went out to the porch, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are also one of them. Your accent betrays you. Then he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know the man. At that moment, the rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Man, these are some tough words of Jesus that he had predicted Peter denying him, and then we see Peter does deny him. Uh, Today, I want to talk about pride and the fall. So many times uh, we we set out to do even good things in the name of God, and Peter was one of those folks who he was always out front. We know from reading the Gospels that he was the one who wanted to walk on the water with Jesus. He was always the one. He was the one that said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then a few minutes later, when Jesus starts starts talking about suffering, Peter gets really angry with him, and then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. So he went from being the person who proclaimed that Jesus was the Messiah to Jesus calling him Satan in a matter of minutes. In other words, Satan meaning you're going against the ways of God. He didn't really think Peter was Satan. But Peter is this one who's been out front, and so when Jesus begins to talk about people falling away, Peter's immediately is so sure of himself and says, even if everybody else, and he's standing there with the other disciples, even if all of these fall away, even if all your closest companions, I will never. It's it's a great lesson for us in humility. It's a great reminder that when we're so sure of ourselves, when we think we've got this Christian life all figured out, when we begin to even depend upon our own power, our own strength, to in some way be the people of God, we realize that in that pride, pride itself goes against the kingdom of God. So it's in that pride that eventually we will realize our own weakness. There will be moments where we think that we are going to do the will of God out of our own strength, and when we do it in our own strength, we fail. That's why Paul will later say, I boast in my weakness, because in my weakness, then God's strength is revealed. And so Paul learns this this humility. I think think age helps us learn humility. I think the longer you've lived, the less sure that you're always going to do the right thing, the less... Sure of yourself you become because you've seen yourself fall. You've seen yourself fail. And so humility sometimes comes with age, sometimes not. Sometimes we always blame our failures on other people and we always justify and we never actually take ownership for our own failures. And so we can age and still be just as prideful as we were when we were young. But I think in this moment, Peter is sure of himself. He has this huge fall, and I mean huge. He realizes that he has denied the one person that he he loved, that his Messiah. He has failed miserably, and it says at the end of this passage that he goes out when the rooster crows, and he weeps bitterly. Now, this isn't in what we read today, but we should know the rest of the story. As Paul Harvey used to always say, my dad used to listen to Paul Harvey growing up, and I remember hearing... And now for the rest of the story. At the end of Jesus' life, before he ascends, after he's been resurrected, um, Jesus comes to Peter, John chapter 21, if you want to read it. And the most beautiful thing happens, Jesus doesn't even bring up Peter's failure. He sees Peter, Peter sees him, Peter realizes it's Jesus. I'm sure Peter's just bracing for... I told you so, told you you were going to fail, told you you weren't, you were going to deny me. You thought you were so sure of yourself. Look what happened. Look at you, Peter. You can't even stick with me in my hour of need. No, Jesus doesn't say anything. He just looks at Peter and he says, Do you love me? And so here's something I want to say that sounds a little bit strange at first, but maybe we can even be thankful for the failures in our lives. Because it's in our failures that we experience God's grace. In my own personal reading, I've been reading from Luke chapter 7, and there's this sinful woman who anoints Jesus. And the Pharisees are all looking, and they're all living out of their pride. They're holier than thou. They're looking down at this sinful woman. And Jesus says, hey, if, if two people owed money, if one person owed and the other person owed $50 and both debts were forgiven, which one do you think is going to be more excited? And of course the Pharisees say, well, the one who owed more. And so Jesus simply says, the one who has been forgiven much loves much. He says, I came into your presence and you didn't even wash my feet like you're supposed to. You didn't even offer me a a kiss greeting and this woman has been anointing my feet she's been kissing my feet she's been drying them off with her hair like this woman has poured her love out on me from the moment I got here and you haven't shown me hardly any love and so one of the things that we learn in our failures is the great mercy and the great grace of God the love of God for us and then that in turn makes us loving that's not that we fail on purpose so that then we receive the grace of God Paul goes into all that And he says, no, by no means should you do that. But it is in our failures that we experience God's grace and mercy in a way we can't in our successes. When we're proud of ourselves and when we think we've got this whole thing figured out like Peter did, that's when we are often set up for the greatest failures. But even in those failures, Christ doesn't give up on us. And Christ will use them for our redemption if we will receive His love, His grace, His mercy for us. And we see that Peter responds when Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? He says, of course I love you, Lord. You know I love you. And Jesus just simply says, feed my sheep. So Jesus takes this person who has failed and puts him in charge of his church. Catch that so today I just want you to know a couple things we've all had those moments like Peter where our pride has gotten the best of us and we have come to that great fall but even in the fall Christ doesn't give up on you a simple I love you Jesus would you please forgive me is all that it takes and Christ welcomes us with open arms like that father of the prodigal son and he throws a huge party and there's a feast that night because the one who was lost is now found the son or daughter has returned and so there has to be a celebration so today I just want you to know yes pride does often come before our falls but even in our fall Jesus doesn't leave us alone he offers us grace mercy reconciliation redemption he invites us into the family and i hope today you will take him up on that if you have felt like like peter this deep weeping over the reality of your own failures hey that's just a thought for this morning and i hope you have a great day